the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Woo! It's Friday night. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday. Not just any Friday, though. We are rolling into Memorial Day weekend, a day in which we honor. The old saying is, some give all and uh, uh, all give some and some give all. And we're going to be paying homage, 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 I think the word is, to those who gave all for the United States of America. We're going to do that in the second hour. But tonight, in in the first hour of the show, we're going to continue to talk about what happened in Texas because the truth is coming out amidst an attempt to cover up what happened down in Texas. And while tensions are flaring and emotions are high and the pain is very raw, it's very important that accuracy about what happened down there be revealed to the American people because as account of people are pushing for accountability and people are pushing for solutions, if we don't get the accuracy in terms of what happened, we're not going to accurately identify the problem and accurately come up with a solution. And we know that the solution when it comes to Democrats is always, always about control. In fact, they manufacture crises and an opportunity to exploit them for control, in addition to exploiting any tragedy that happens. I think it was Rahm Emanuel who said, let no tragedy go to waste. And we see that happening in Texas right now. And it's absolutely despicable in the way that it involves exploiting the deaths of children. But I think I'm actually more outraged tonight at not the not as much about the exploitation of, of, of the children down in Texas, but actually the cover-up involving officials involved at the local level and law enforcement. And I'm going to give a, a good bit of my opening segment tonight to that because I actually received a whole lot of attacks today on social media by so-called conservatives as I dared to report the truth that's finally coming out in spite of the attempts to cover it up. And that's perplexing to me. 888-344-1170. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Because are you one of the conservatives who thinks that at this point, in spite of the admi- at, at, in spite of the admissions made by those on the ground, and I'm going to get into those details in a moment. Are you, are you one of the people out there that's saying, look, I got to defend the police department in spite of, in spite of everything that's happening down there because the police department was so, was so attacked by Black Lives Matter and besmirched as being racist? systemically across this country are you like me and willing to say that this was an absolute abysmal failure down there on the part of law enforcement and even more disturbing than that was the attempts to cover it up 888-344-1170 before i go any further i got to bring in my man right here father of two uh dj potato skins i'm glad that you said that because that's where this kind of hits me you know right in the gut andrea because i can imagine my kids being that age and 
had it happened to me, I would have been outraged because though in my mind, those police sat by when they should have been trying to take this guy out. Yeah. And um, and then on top of that, immediately, immediately they were giving false information out to to Greg, to Governor Abbott, giving false information to the media. The cover up began immediately. And that, to me, is absolutely despicable because we trust our law enforcement to be our first responders and our protectors and particularly of our children. Right. When when because they are vulnerable, they can't protect themselves, at least an adult. If you're in a concealed carry state, you can you can make the decision and the choice to be at least able to have the opportunity to defend yourself with a weapon. But our children are especially vulnerable. Right. So we I've got a lot of people coming at me and saying, look, you know, we've got we've got to stop attacking the police here. We got to stop attacking the police. The The person most responsible is the shooter. And I get that. He's the one that made the decision to pick up the guns. But but if we're not then supposed to be able to expect our law enforcement agencies to respond and in a way that that defends us and protects us against those seeking to do us harm, then why do we have a law enforcement? Why do we have the police department? The question that keeps going through my mind, Andrea, is if they actually went in like I believe they were supposed to do. How many kids might have been saved? Well, they refused to answer that question today in a press conference. They were asked point blank how many children died in the 40 minutes in which you acknowledge that you had upwards of 26 officers in the hallway. 40 minutes in which you had 26 officers in the hallway. Of course, now they're trying to cover that up and saying it was 19. Okay, let's say it was just 19. How how many children died in the 40 minutes in which you acknowledge you had 19 officers in the hallway and never went in? And they refused to answer that question. So let me give you some facts, some truths about what happened down there. Of course, the Associated Press started reporting this yesterday, so it baffles me so many people are coming at me acting as though I'm jumping to conclusions when we, even, we, when we have the Associated Press, who's not even not considered particularly a right-wing outlet, saying that, yes, in fact, there were children inside the classroom, even calling 911 while cops were out in the hallway and they still didn't go in. There were multiple 911 calls made from classrooms, classrooms during Uvalde. Um. Let me give you a little timeline here, actually. Panicked children and teachers placed, and this is according to Newsmax, placed half a dozen calls to 911 emergency services from the Texas classrooms during the massacre when it was unfolding. At least two children called 911 emergency from from two connecting classrooms. So that corrects one uh, misstatement. This was not just one classroom. There was actually multiple child, uh, multiple classrooms involved. I'm not even sure they ever went into the other the other uh, classroom. The on-site commander, the chief of the school district's police, uh, the school district's police department, reportedly thought that Ramos was barricaded inside the classroom and that children were no longer at risk. Now, when they have the police, uh, the press conference today. Texas Department of Public uh, Safety Director Steve McCraw held back tears and said, if I thought it would help, I would apologize. Uh, we take an oath to protect people. And, but he refused to name the incident commander who made the decision. So there continues to be cover up, although we now know, based upon outlets, who actually made the decision. So what happened, which they are everybody's acknowledging is that this commander supposedly made the decision 
that there was a barricaded situation and he was not an active shooter. I don't believe that. I don't believe that he stood there in a hallway. So I think the cover-up continues. I don't believe that he stood in the hallway with 19 other officers. 911, multiple 911 calls are coming in at 12.03, telling police in a whisper on the 911 call that there were multiple dead and there were still, quote, eight to nine students alive while, they, while 19 were standing out in the hallway. So why am I still being fed some notion that the person who made the wrongful decision to not go in did so because he thought there was strictly a barricade situation with no live human beings and no live children left to protect when they were taking police 911 calls in that moment. Does that make sense to you, Skins? Nope. One student called at 1247 p.m. and asked the operator to please send the police now. They didn't go into the classroom until 12.50. We don't know how many of the 21 who died could have, could have lived. We don't know. And they're refusing to say. Governor Abbott is upset because of the cover-up that's happening. He says that he is, quote, livid, that he was misled on what happened. Uh, he said that he had initially praised the police for the quick response to the mass shooting. And then he was grilled today about uh, the cops who decided not to breach the door. Um, it took them an hour to get in the classroom. Abbott said, I was on this very stage two days ago and I was telling the public inform- I was telling the public information that had been told to me by law enforcement. And as everybody has learned, the information I was given turned out to be part inaccurate. He's being too nice there. Why has nobody been fired yet? I'm going to play a clip. Um, got a couple clips here to play. Let's start with clip two. Got it. Okay. Hey, from the, from the benefit of hindsight, where I'm sitting now, of course it was not the right decision. It was a wrong decision, period. There's no, no excuse for that. But again, I wasn't there, but I'm just telling you, from what we know, we believe there should have been an entry at that as soon as you can. Hey, when there's an active shooter, the, the rules change. It's no longer, okay... It's no longer a barricaded subject. We don't have time. You don't worry about outer perimeters. And by the way, Texas embraces active shooter training, active shooter certification, and that, that, doc, that doctrine requires officers. We don't care what agency you're from. You don't have to have a leader on the scene. Every officer lines up, stacks up, goes and finds where those rounds are being fired at and keeps shooting until the subject is dead, period. And that didn't happen. It didn't happen. In fact, another lie that was told was to, to Abbott and, and America, the, they were told that the Border Patrol aid, uh, agents arrived far earlier than disclosed. They had people there on the scene. They're lying, in my opinion. They're lying and pretending that the person there considered it a barricaded situation. And what, what they mean by a barricaded situation is that the person is, has barricaded himself. There's no live humans left to protect so they're just going to wait it out and decide, you know, hey, get us some backup and, you know, whatever. And, but even then, that doesn't make sense, Gens. You, you've got somebody that you believe is, is in there with a lot of weapons. You've got 20 people in the hallway. Why wouldn't you just go in? There's under neither circumstance, even if you buy the, the notion that they thought that at that point all kids were dead, even though they're getting 911 calls in that moment. And even if you believe that they're thinking that it's that it, this is a barricaded situation, why would you still need to take an hour before you go in and take him out? Take him out. Bottom line, just they, they didn't do their job. They didn't do their job. Here's another excuse. We've got another clip here. 
it's the uh, I don't see the number on it scans. It's the second clip with him talking about how clip three. The active shooter situation, you want to stop the killing, you want to preserve life. But also, one thing that, of course, the American people need to understand is that officers are making entry into this building. Uh, they do not know where the gunman is. Uh, they are hearing gunshots. They are, they are receiving gunshots. At that point, if they, if they proceeded any further, not knowing where this suspect was at, um, they could have been shot. They could have been killed. And at that point, that gunman would have the opportunity to kill other people inside that school. So they were able to contain that gunman inside that classroom uh, so that he was not able to go to any other portions of the school to commit any other killings. Andrew, they knew exactly where he was, and it is, that's part of their job is self-sacrifice, much like the military. They had to leave kids to be slaughtered inside of a schoolroom to stop him from going into another schoolroom and possibly killing another kid. Unacceptable. That doesn't even make sense. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's moronic. The excuses flying around are making, are, are making me crazy. Yeah, it's their job. That's what it means to go and confront an active shooter. Right. And if you're not willing to, to confront an active shooter, give up your badge like now. In fact, I don't understand right now while there's nobody that's been fired. This is supposed to be Texas. This is supposed to be Texas. And, and, part of the, and part of the reason why so many people are shocked by this is because of this notion that this is Texas. So many concealed carry weapons. The NRA is now right there with the, with the gun show that this is, this, this is a, a state that understands the value of being able to defend yourself. This is a state where, where we have concealed carry. This is a state where we have where, where, where citizens appreciate the ability to defend themselves and that we have a law enforcement community that is tough and ready to face the bad guys when necessary. Instead, what we're finding out is that Texas really isn't, from, from a standpoint of tough law enforcement, you know, the Texas Ranger, you know, the perception that Americans have about Texas law enforcement, the Texas Rangers with the big, you know, 10-gallon hat and the pointy-toed cowboy boots and, you know, ready to, ready to take on the bad guys, that that's not what happened here. You know, I know it's six o'clock, Andrea, and we save it to the end of the show. But by far, this is my stink of the week. I, th- th- this just makes me more angry the more I think about it. Well, yeah, and, and, and especially because the, the, uh, we can talk all day about the Democrats, of course, wanting to go after our guns. And exactly that's why they're exploiting this. But we as conservatives have to make sure that we don't. And I'm going to take a break and come back and, and, and discuss this further. But we actually aid and abet that plan to take our guns when we don't speak up about what actually happened here. Right. If we don't if we don't forcefully, if we just automatically as conservatives defend the police, they don't get hold, held accountable for anything. Then it allows the Democrats to control the narrative and make it be about the NRA, make it be about the Second Amendment, that that's what's wrong. When the reality is the problem here was the police. I call on Governor Abbott, please hold somebody, everybody accountable. We're going to discuss this when we come back. And how are the Democrats tying this to banning books and teaching CRT in the schools? Yeah, it gets even crazier. Stay tuned. We'll share that with you when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego.
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, we were talking about this Texas situation and how the truth is coming out despite the cover-up by local law enforcement. It defies imagination and logic or reasoning or any rational thought as to why the police commander who supposedly decided to treat this situation as a barricaded individual versus an active shooter, why that person, if that's what actually happened, because I'm not convinced that that's actually what went down here, but if it is, why it defies logic, reasoning, rational thought, why that person still has a gun, a badge, and still retains in their official capacity. There's no explanation, no justification for that. 21 people dead. 22 now when you add the husband of the school teacher who died he had a fatal heart attack and now they've they've got four children left behind with no parents and i understand um you know some conservatives uh, you know i've been battling with people today on social media who still who don't want to accept it's like they don't want to accept the truth that the police failed here and we fail all children and we fail all all americans if we if we don't Look, I get that for two years ago and for years now, we've had Black Lives Matter movement trying to paint all police departments as systemically racist. We had Obama on the heels of this, trying to tie this to George Floyd. Interesting, though, isn't it, how the the Democrats that have spent years now going back to hands up, don't shoot. And if I had a Sunday, would look like Trayvon Martin. For years, they've been talking about how the police are the, the most evil dregs of society. And you're not really hearing that, that from the Democrats about the police now, are we, Skins? Silent. Yeah. They might be reporting a little bit here, like up on CNN tonight. Texas official on-scene police commander made the, quote, wrong decision to not engage the gunman sooner. But where are the, where are the rallies in the streets about this and that guy losing his job? Why is it in, 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 on the heels of the reality and the truth of what happened here And that we might not have lost any child if we had had a proper response from the police because this guy, there were like upwards of of more than 50 shells outside the school before he went in and barricaded himself. How was this man not noticed? Yeah. I mean, first of all, and by the way, there was 1400 rounds, I think, picked up off the off the floor there. In the room he was in with children. But before he got in there, he was shooting up against some people that were at a funeral home. There's many rounds that were found outside. It, it looks like to me there's a possibility that nobody, nobody needed to lose their life that day. Of course, we want to hold the shooter responsible. But if we're going to have law enforcement whose job is supposed to protect us, then they better do a better job of it. And if they don't, they need to lose their job like ASAP. And we're not seeing any demonstrations in the streets regarding this. No. In fact, what we've got going on, despicably so, there's a video out of of these leftists who gathered up all these kids and put pictures of, of the dead babies and victims around their neck and stood them outside the NRA convention today. It just doesn't get any worse than that to me. It really doesn't. And we need to be speaking up and holding people accountable whose job it is to protect us, whether or not we're in a state with concealed carry. Children can't conceal carry. When you know, if we're going to be talking solutions and accountability, the first piece of accountability here should be, well, actually, if we want to really go OG, the first area of accountability should really be this person's family. His mother came out today and said that uh, she was sure he had his reasons and that no, and she didn't want anybody to judge her son. There's something really wrong in the family there, and there needs to be an investigation there. How did this broke, out-of-work 18-year-old get $5,000 or more to be able to buy this weaponry? 
What other signs were missed by the family, including the grandfather and the grandmother who lived with them? But taking that out of it, and there should be no discussion. And you can, by the way, you can, you can really have your heart broken as I am and, out, and as outraged as I am for those children down there and the families who've lost their loved ones and still think it's absolutely moronic to be talking about gun control because there's clearly not one law. And in fact, let's remind everybody, I think this was John Cardillo who tweeted this out today, former NYPD police officer. There were 27 shootings last weekend in Chicago alone. That's two days. This happens nearly every weekend there. A Democrat run city with some of the strictest gun laws around. How come nobody is bringing up the NRA there? Right. I want solutions. Right. And the solution I think that's 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 obvious is. What Lauren Boebert is talking about. Uh, Skins, play clip five. Right. Well, first of all, I, of course, my heart mourns for what has taken place. And uh, once again, unfortunately, we've proven that gun free zones are deadly and we cannot legislate evil. But I want real solutions, not just tweets. I want our schools secured. I want our children protected. And I want teachers that can protect themselves and their students. And you know what? We can achieve this without trying to disarm law-abiding citizens. For, for me, this is my equalizer. I need a way to protect myself and my children. And my firearm is my equalizer, my tool to do that. Right on. She's so fabulous. That's Lauren Boebert. Yeah, she's one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, you like her because she's easy on the eyes, in part. Um. It's one reason why I like her, too. I love a gorgeous woman who's packing heat. Right? And, and, she, and, she's got those, and she's got the glasses. I mean, just everything about her is fabulous. You know, she's petite. And she's right. She's, she's able to kind of walk tall because she's got the great equalizer. Right? She's got, she's got something that, that makes her equal to any six foot four dude, even a six foot four dude who's claiming he's a woman, right? She's got the great equalizer. And I, and I had that same experience myself when somebody tried to come through my front door on a Thanksgiving weekend at 1 a.m. and I was alone with, with my Shih Tzu. I, <laughs> I have to tell you that story sometimes, Skins. It was me, a slice of pecan pie, my Remington shotgun, and my, my Shih Tzu pickles. Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody tried to come through my door. All the music I had, that is, and they're trying to come get your pecan pie, and that just was not happening. No, I wouldn't put enough of that. <laughs> I wouldn't put enough of that at all. Uh, on a serious tip, though, if if the the same people really cared about protecting children, they would be they would be in support of this. Because and after Parkland, with what happened, there were many school teachers that were willing to said, "Hey, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to be armed." Why would we not allow an American citizen when we got the Second Amendment to to get a weapon? And be trained on properly how to use it. Why would we not? Not only are they defending the children, but they're able to defend themselves as well. Well, absolutely. Right? And if we're not going to have law enforcement that's going to protect us... Then you really need Right. He was outside shooting up that school for upwards of 12 minutes. How, again, how can you not hear that and say, hey, maybe somebody should, like, stop him from even coming in and call the police? Right. There, There was no resource officer on the scene. Where was he? And the resource officer they have there doesn't have a gun. This was, this was a failed uh, emergency in every way. Right. And how did they finally, and this is what kills me. How did they finally get into the classroom using a key provided by the janitor? 
Somebody said to key? me today, somebody said to me today, well, you know, I don't believe they were cowards. Why are you defending these people you don't know? 21 people are dead, 19 children. There was clearly cowardice involved. Calls coming in from 911 of children pleading for their lives while they're standing outside the door and he's pretending and he is, and his story is that they didn't think it was an active shooter. I'm calling BS on that. I'm calling some cowards out. Well, and when they say, well, we didn't know exactly where the shooter was. And so if the police, yes, they might have been shot again. Yeah. Your job. Yeah. I don't know what else to say, except that I would tell you something else. I, I, I might have talked about this on last night's show. Texas is not red. Texas isn't red for me. There may be pockets of red in Texas, but Texas isn't red for me. Not as red as Florida. No. Because what did DeSantis do, I believe, after after Parkland? There were measures that were taken across the state to right protect away. right away to protect the kids there. We can send forty billion dollars to Ukraine to protect the border there, but we're not spending money across this country to protect our school perimeters. There's no excuse. And of course, when Governor Abbott was coming out today and expressing how he was lied and how livid he was that he was lied. Of course, some Democrat, you know, state legislature got in his face and said, well, it's your fault, Abbott, because, you know, you, you know, you didn't change the legislation to stop an 18 year old from being able to buy guns. Well, you know, uh, um, in the United States of America, at the age of 18, you're an adult. You're an adult. And if you're old enough at 18 to go serve your country in the U.S. military, then you should be old enough to buy a gun. The laws on the books are not the problem here. Lauren Boebert was right. You First of all, you cannot legislate away evil. And to put that notion into the minds of anybody right now or to attempt to is to re-victimize the families that died because you're pushing a lie that there's some law on the books that could have stopped this. You cannot legislate away evil. We would have no prisoners right now in this country if you could because there's not one because uh, did they not all commit crimes? Did we not have laws on the books that say, no, you're not supposed to murder somebody? No, you're not supposed to rape somebody? So you can't legislate away evil, right? And number two, you certainly can't solve evil by attacking and infringing upon the rights of the law-abiding that don't commit acts of evil. And second of all, the Second Amendment was was primarily drafted to stop an overreaching government from coming after us. And that's really ultimately why they're exploiting dead babies, exploiting dead children. They don't give a crap who caused this and who was responsible for it. They're putting out false narratives about the shooter. Uh, one of his classmates said it's a lie. He was not bullied. He was the kid that tried to bully others and he wasn't particularly good at it. All these false narratives. It's all about trying to get at, 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 and they get at the Second Amendment, get our guns away from us, get that solidified by the Supreme Court so it can never be undone. And then do what they really want to do. And then do what they really want to do with us. And then we're all lambs to slaughter because that's how 100 million people have died. 100 to 200 million people have died over the course of history that wouldn't have died if they had had the ability to defend themselves. Whether we're talking about Mao, uh, you know, um, Andrea, it's the same playbook. It's the same playbook. And what has set the United States of America apart from the rest of the world? It's our freedoms, right? Our individual liberty. And in a free society, that means you do have to deal 
in a free society, you do have to deal with evil, right? In a free society, there are going to be people that abuse freedom. There are going to be people who do bad things. Just like there's going to be people who do bad things in a non-free society, but at least in a free society, you have some freedoms. And one of the freedoms we have is to defend ourselves against an overreaching government. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring Bob Walters in on Friday. How is the left? How they are so twisted. They're actually trying to use this tragedy to justify teaching CRT and transing in the schools. We're going to talk to Bob Walters about that more when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Continuing briefly to talk about Texas. We're going to be talking to Bob Walters, of course, in a minute for his Friday night segment. Um, about schools because of course the indoctrination of the kids in schools hasn't stopped because kids were slaughtered in this Texas school. In fact, how are they actually trying to justify continuing to teach CRT and the transing of kids in schools? Where do you guys hear, hear this? Uh, Skins, play clip one. So what we need to actually do is we need to tell them, if you trust us so much to carry a gun, why don't you trust us to do what our work really is? Trust us to be the mind workers. We're not the body armor people. We are the mind workers. We are the ones who try to help um, our kids critically think and know themselves and feel good about themselves. And and that's and and what is really happening is that you have these cultural wars that are just ripping America apart. Instead of giving the teachers of the of the country the support that they need to do the work we have to do to reduce anxiety, to create a welcoming, safe environment, and give kids hope. Look what Abby just said to you. Give kids hope. What these teachers do is they give kids hope. Bob Walters, before you get into your topics for tonight and your articles, um, I I just find it absolutely astounding that while babies have died, and I consider second graders babies have died, um, that they're actually having pushing out this kind of nonsense that teachers, um, instead of expecting them to protect children from shooters, their job is to be mind workers, to control the minds of children. Um, that's not what their job is supposed to be, is it? No, it's not. But that's kind of the way that society has drifted under the liberal direction. Well, yeah. And in fact, that's typically what your articles are all about. I mean, she's talking here in this clip about how we've got what we have is these cultural wars that are ripping children apart. Absolutely. And week after week, that's what you're telling us is going on. That's what your articles are really about. The culture war is going on with them waging a war against the minds of the children with pushing socialism, communism, CRT and pushing pornographic um, um all kinds of pornographic images and, and topics and the sexualizing of children. And, um, and that continues in spite of the fact uh, that um, these children were slaughtered down there. And in fact, what she's saying is don't look to us to do anything to help protect your children from being shot. That's not our job. In fact, our job is to, to attack the minds of children. Um, I just wanted to point that out because I just found it incredibly disturbing um, do you have some good news for us tonight? I do, actually. I've got some about eight items, which is more than normal. Good. Let it roll, brother. Okay. 
A parent group demands accountability from the National School Boards Association for its request that the Attorney General investigate parents as domestic terrorists when they try to speak to the school boards. What's interesting is that then the Texas Association of School Boards will leave the national organization given its past history and its effort to cancel parent comments and protests. That makes the 23rd state to leave that union-focused National School Board Association. Excellent. That is excellent. Yeah, they were the ones that sent the letter, by the way, to oh, Mayor yeah. Garland uh, to have teachers, uh, have parents be treated as domestic terrorists. So that's good news. It is good news. All right, then you get the St. Augustine High School in New Orleans, your home city. St. Aug, best band ever to see at Mardi Gras. Love St. Aug. Go on. Celebrates more than graduation at this Catholic black male school. 100% of its students graduating got accepted into college, which is hard to believe, and collectively gained $9 million in scholarships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. Love them. And I mean, I'm telling y'all, if you ever go to Mardi Gras, you got to make sure you go Baca, go see Baca so you can see St. Aug and their band. They are the best. And, you know, and it's interesting as I say that because the studies have shown that, and not everybody goes to St. Augustine, by the way, is in the band and, and plays a musical instrument, but studies have shown, have they not, Bob, that when kids take, take um, music lessons, that it actually helps them also do better academically? It does. It gives them focus in their life, which mm-hmm. they don't have. They're just watching on the cell phone or something else in their mm-hmm. life. It's good. All right, then you got the Republican-controlled legislature in Indiana overturned Governor Eric Holcomb's veto of a, ban, a bill to ban boys from participating in girls' sports. Hard to believe he did that, but it was a 62-28 to 28 vote, and so the, the law forbidding transgender boys to compete against women is... Back in the books and his law. Awesome. Thank you for thank you for clarifying because I was it get, get, get it can get confusing with the this and the this step and then this and then somebody overrode this and so the bottom line is the ban on on boys playing in girls sports remains. I know. Awesome. Just, sorry. No, no, no. Easy. You did you did a great job of saying here's what happened and then giving us the conclusion. So thank you for that. All right. Last week, Judge Lynn Hughes of the U.S. Southern District in Texas barred the University of Houston from enforcing a student speech policy, which included denigrating jokes as a form of punishable harassment and other procedures that were very minor, but they were they were holding students accountable with severe penalties. But the court ruled it was a violation of the constitutional free speech and forbid the law Good. and the rule. Excellent. Yep, it is. Now the Union, Anaheim Union School District, high school district, along with four other local colleges, have agreed to the Anaheim Education Pledge. This is the commitment to provide all students with the support they need in education and integrates family in the process. Sound like another step in that community school program that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's a reminder to everybody. Uh, Bob and I did the rundown of pending laws in California, one of which includes some scary stuff with them community schools. Yeah, it's true. I, I don't know what's coming exactly. We'll have to kind of keep an eye on it. Yeah. All right. Then you got DeSantis in Florida releases details on his effort to remove left wing critical race comments and pornography. He shared 5,895 5, pages of documents that failed to meet the new standards of decency and focus on education in the school libraries. 
bias in talking about climate change, Common Core, and vac vaccines were included in this removal program. It's a 41% of all the books in the school libraries, <laughs> and including 24 titles, have been approved with high marks by the teachers' union. Mm -hmm. But it's taken serious steps to cut half the books out of the library because of the so, you know, negative on things that it should be positive on, like critical race and pornography. Good for good for DeSantis. He continues to to lead the way. He does really. I, I give it to him. Then you got Ralston College, a new institution dedicated to transition vision of education and just appointed Jordan Peterson as its chancellor. Hmm. Founded in 2010 and accredited in 2021, it shoots for a serious humanitarian education based on firm faith in the value of past human endeavor. It's a really good college. We'll have to see how it develops. Yeah, but for sure. If you're looking for a college... Listeners, uh, look up Ralston College. Absolutely. Is that R-A-L-S-T-O-N? It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because you know what? There's so few places you can feel that are worth your money and worth your child's mind. I mean, we just played that clip a few minutes ago. They, they mean it when they say their job is to be mind workers. They are about trying to control your kid's mind. And they want to go younger. Into, they're now into preschool. And they want to take it all the way through it, all aspects of higher education. And so it's important that you share um, some higher education institutions that some parents need to be looking at. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, then some college crazies. Well, you know what? Hold that, Bob, because I think that might be a good time to take a break. We're going to okay. come back, and we're going to get into Bob's college crazies. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. A.K., Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Continuing with Bob Walters, our education contributor. Now he brings us the college crazies. What you got? Okay, graduates of Morehouse College, historically a black college, mm -hmm. expressed anger that the school hired a white woman to lead its marketing and recruitment department. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Yeah. Not not good sense for a black college not to live by its own principles. Well, yeah, I mean that's flat out racism. In fact, there should be a lawsuit filed. It's discriminatory. It's against the it's against the law. It is. And you got Princeton fires tenured professor who criticized black terrorism. They said it was because he was a sex had a sexual relationship with a undergrad fifteen years ago, but behind the scene, the school told the others well the real reason was that he criticize black terrorism and black lives matter they just didn't bring it up wow any any word that he's going to sue pardon it, is there any word that there's going to be a lawsuit on that no i haven't heard well no. i'm sure i'm sure you'll find out if it happens and report in <laughs> okay then you got northwestern university stayed silent after a pro-palestinian student group painted an anti-semitic slogan on a prominent campus rock <gasps> Say a word. Wow. Think about it. Terrible. I know. Hey, a professor, Duke Pesta, gave quizzes to his students at the start of each year to test their knowledge of American history. This is interesting. Over 11 years, students overwhelmingly believe that slavery began in America and was almost exclusive to this country, not the rest of the world. Oh, my gosh. 
which is not true at all. Well, no. I mean, it's just flat out lies being taught to students. In fact, there's still slavery happening right now around the world on the African continent and the Middle East. In fact, we had some doctor and his wife out here in El Cajon that had a slave working for them for 20 years in their house. Oh, yeah. Slavery almost exists anywhere except Except here. And this yeah. is the only country in which white people lost their lives and gave up their lives to end it. That's correct. Nobody else. All right. Then you got the Duke professor, Brian Cullen. He told administrators he would not attend a, a Maoist political diversity event on campus. And that as a tenured professor in the School of Medicine, that was his right. He's in threat with termination, but he's also threatened back with legal action should he be terminated. Good. He's standing up for himself. Yeah. Well... Mm-hmm. All right, then students demand that Washington statue be removed from the central grounds of University of Washington. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They also felt the name, the name of the state should be changed and that the Washington Monument in Washington, D.C. should be removed and gone away. <laughs> These people are inc- they're insane. How about, how about all y'all just leave the United States of America and go someplace else? How about that? I know. It's just, it Pack your bags. Be, yeah. They, they need to go with all those celebrities that promised they would leave after Trump won. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, well, we'll see what happens in the future. You and I will watch them. Mm-hmm. A new book about the Middle Ages includes stories of women and minorities and how they fit into the world and have been falsely accused of whitewashing history and centering on white males. That, in fact, the Middle Ages was a good time for personal liberty and improvement of the life of minorities and women. The Bright Ages, A New History of Middle, Medieval Europe is authored by Matthew Gabriel, Professor of History and Chairman of the Department of Religion and Culture at Virginia Tech. Just came out. Oh, Bob. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the Bright Ages. The Bright Ages from the not-so-bright people. <laughs> We've got about a minute left, Bob. How you want to wrap us up? Uh, The vast majority of college students want a bachelor's degree, but only one in six accomplishes that within six years (laughs) to black and Hispanic students, and that's a shame. Wow. This is weird. To grow enrollments, it's suggested that two or more colleges work together and allow students to enroll at both colleges at the same time. I have no idea how that philosophy is going to make the student do better by being, having to attend courses in two different colleges at the same time. No, it's just it's just crazy. That's just craziness. It's all about trying to keep taxpayer money rolling in, trying to keep kids on the college track instead of them maybe out working as a plumber or driving a truck or something like that. So, hey, I'm wearing my We The Kids shirt. Tell everybody quickly the website for We The Kids. WeTheKids.us. It's a great organization. Good to help your kids. you got a good perspective of American history and to be proud of the country. And you can they give you the materials and whatnot so you can help. All right. Got to leave it there. We the kids.us. Bob's phone cut out. We'll see him next Friday. Love you all. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.